Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Welcome to the Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast. I'm Dr. Fiona Lovely. How are you doing today? <laughs> it's always a pleasure to be in your ear. And uh, I have something really exciting to share today. And um, we're going to take a little bit of a, a turn away from symptoms and talk a little bit more about um, how you have the power to uh, help any kind of um, menopausal, transitional symptoms you may be experiencing. And this episode is called, What If Everything Got Better With Age? <laughs> it's quite a concept. But before I dive too far in here, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor, Athletic Greens. Let me tell you about Athletic Greens. Eating well and taking all the recommended supplements can be just another task for the to-do list. Even if we do our best with eating a healthy diet, many of us could benefit from a nutritional boost. Athletic Greens is an excellent way to get those nutrients in an easy-to-take form. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients like medicinal mushrooms, probiotics, prebiotics, adaptogenic herbs for adrenal health, and more. The Greens Superfood Blend helps to fill the nutritional gaps in our diet and taste good too. We have been taking it daily in our house for a few months now, and we love the convenience of the high-vibe nutrition it gives. As a physician, I love that it has clean-sourced ingredients to help with gut health, immunity, brain health, and cellular function in one easy step. It has replaced many other supplements in that one scoop in our house. Athletic Greens is offering my community a one-year supply of liquid vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase for free. Visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Fiona Lovely to take advantage of this offer. Okay, episode 81. What if everything got better with age? So... Years ago, when I started uh, lecturing uh, in my community about the transition of perimenopause and menopause, I had a slide, and, and that, uh, that presentation was called the Not Your Mother's Menopause um, Lecture, and so that's where the name of the podcast comes from, but you probably know that if you've been with me for a while. There was a slide in my presentation that I can see in my head. I haven't actually seen it with my own eyes for probably 10 years at this point, but I can see it in my head, and it was called the two Ps of perimenopause. And the two Ps of perimenopause are programming and pharmaceuticals. And let me just address pharmaceuticals, and we're going to talk a little deeper on on uh, programming but when a woman starts the perimenopausal transition and can start to have symptoms uh, qu 
quite often what I see is that she is prescribed one or all of the cocktail of perimenopausal um, pharmaceuticals. So um, that's tummy acid medication. It's an antidepressant. It's a antihypertensive or blood pressure medication and um, uh, hormone replacement therapy or hormone therapy as we're now calling it, HT. Um, and that is sort of the cascade of things that a woman can be, um, really that, that uh, medicine can best assist her. But I'm far more interested in the programming, the second P on that slide of perimenopause. And we're going to talk about that. So when I say the best is yet to come, do you have a hard time believing that there was a study done on happiness um, several years ago now. I believe Dr. Chopra was involved, Deepak Chopra was involved in the study. Should be able to find it online. But the question asked, at what point in your life were you the happiest and most satisfied? And the answer might surprise you. It's the age of 57. 57. So, the best is yet to come. Now, we, our brains, our minds, have a negativity bias. And because of that, we fear the worst. We're just on the upswing out of two years plus of a very fear-based time on planet Earth. And so the fear bell is ringing in our heads, in our ears, in our hearts um, loudly. And we can interrupt that pattern. And so um, let's talk about that a little bit. So could we believe for a moment that something better is coming? And I want you to know that I believe wholeheartedly that something better is coming. And we're already starting to see signs of it. So wherever you feel fear, just know that you don't have to perpetuate that any longer. You can start to look for the signs of life getting better. So, but let's talk about this in the context of perimenopause and menopause. So what is our midlife desire? What would you like to see this time in your life be like? I think about this question a lot because um, I know well that what we think about ends up coming into our sphere. And um, we have this amazing uh, frontal lobe, the front part of our brain, which makes us, it's the executive brain, it makes us who we are. It's our personality. It's our ability to connect and rationalize. And it's also the focusing beam. And it directs the rest of the brain into action. And so the question is, well, what are you using your frontal lobe for? What are you desiring or focusing on that is commanding the brain into action? The evidence is going to present itself when the frontal lobe says, hey, I am 50. That means I'm going to have a bunch of hot flashes and restless nights and, uh, and uh, vaginal dryness and, and uh, a restless mind. Next thing you know, that's exactly the evidence you have coming. So I want you to really think about 
how it is you viewed menopause or a woman in midlife prior to actually being a woman in midlife. (laughs) So what did you think about it? And most of what we think about it is our programming, what we were taught by our moms, our grandmothers, our aunties, maybe our older sisters or other family members. What were you taught about what a woman looks like, acts like? What's her purpose? What's her usefulness after she is no longer fertile? Ooh, that's a big one. What do you think about getting older? And most of those things we learn from somebody else, so they're not even ours. It's just shitty information that we got from somebody who got it from somebody else. And so I think we can embrace that and say, okay, is that my opinion and impression about what's happening for myself, for my friends, for my family at midlife, or could it be something else? If we are most likely to be happy and satisfied at 57, hell, maybe it's just relief from being over the menopausal symptoms. (laughs) But if we are most likely to be that at 57, then the best is yet to come. So what do you think about menopause? What do you think about getting older? What do you believe about your brain health as you age? More on that shortly. And how do you want to feel now and in the future? And you need to be really clear on what that is. Do you want peace? Do you want a cool body? Do you want uh, better sleep? Do you want deeper connections? Do you want to be more fit than you've ever been in your life? What are the things you're putting your mind towards? And remember, right now we're coming out of a time where we have been afraid of a lot of things. So our minds will tend towards, I don't want to ever feel like X again. Mm. Don't formulate it in that terminology. Say Instead of saying... I don't want to experience sleeplessness again. The way you should uh, word it is, I sleep great, peacefully, and a full night's sleep every night. or Something like that. Eight hours, nine hours, whatever word you want to say. Um, And stay away from words that have negative meaning. Okay? So um, state it clearly. I want an exuberant sex life. I want... uh, uh, juicy and elastic hoo-ha. <laughs> I, want, I was going to say the P word, but I don't know. Are y'all ready for the P word? <laughs> I want clear mind. I want uh, happiness. I want, you know, new purpose. That's how you think about it. At midlife, our desire to please others first diminishes with our reproductive hormones. And so as the hormones leave the building, we no longer have the biological drive to make sure we're caring for others before ourselves. And this can really mess with women who have made their life's purpose their family. And that's okay. Uh, Thank God for (laughs) y'all. 
thank God, because you raised great babies. And now it's okay for you to have a different life's purpose. And you can look at that. And actually, I just recorded an Instagram yesterday about this. So make sure you go and take a look. Um, it's okay for you to allow yourself to give yourself permission to have your life's purpose now for the next 50 years be you and the discovery of you and what all of that is. And of course, that does require us to have a healthy brain. And um, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to tell you about uh, my Brain Health Master Course that's coming up. So stay tuned for that. But um, let me get into some of the nitty gritty and give you some really useful things here. So reassess your purpose. And can you put yourself first? And recognize when I say that, If you hear the, yeah, but good girls don't do that, or I'm not selfish, or that sounds arrogant, or whatever, that's somebody else's bullshit rule, sister. That's not you. You can let that one go. (laughs) Bullshit rules, rules, right? (laughs) Do you have old programming that what it means to be a good girl, and you need to clean that up? It's okay to drop it. You can literally see it and drop it. You don't need to carry it anymore. So our life experience... Our brain health, our mental health is often about the choices we make. And what does that mean? Well, you know, we haven't really been empowered to make great choices, have we? We haven't really been encouraged. Why don't they in school, in elementary school and high school, teach real usable life skills? Like, here's how you balance a checkbook. Here's how you make investments so your money can grow. Here's how you stay out of debt. Here's how you be healthy. Here's how you be happy. Here's how you change the oil in your car or a tire. Why aren't we taught that stuff? <laughs> really, a lot of the stuff we're taught, I believe, I think, is to keep us as compliant as human beings. But I suppose that's a rabbit hole for another time. So when you get the opportunity to make better choices, your, your health your brain health, your happiness factor can go way up. Okay, so what do you need to look at in terms of those choices? Well, be mindful of the eight pieces of the wellness matrix. And those are food and stress management. So nutrition, blood sugar, being mindful of your blood sugar, uh, potentially looking at whether intermittent fasting is a good idea. I haven't met anybody it wasn't a good idea for, by the way. Just a little clinical nugget there. Um, And there's two episodes on fasting, so uh, make sure you go back and take a listen if that's of interest to you. I think it's episode 69 and episode 76, so fairly recent ones. Um, and, And stress management, looking at how you, yourself, what's stressful for you? What are you tolerating that you no longer need to? Because here's the thing about tolerations is that a lot of them are because we're trying to follow somebody else's bullshit rule about what it means to be a woman, a woman in midlife, a useful woman, you know, uh, a good girl, all of those things. Okay, we can put all of those in there. And looking at the stress and saying, okay, how can I reduce that and make life more tolerable um, and less stressful. That's a really, really important factor in overall health 
and certainly brain health at midlife and beyond. Probably the most important factor. Okay, so hormone is, uh, is the next piece. Hormonal health is the next piece of the wellness matrix. Um, and that's looking at where the hormone levels are. Does anything need to be topped up? Does anything need to be uh, brought into balance? Um, and there's all kinds of ways to look at that. And um, they don't always have to be hormone replacement therapy. So just keep that in mind. Next piece is gut health. So looking at the uh, health of the intestinal tract and not just intestines, but literally from mouth to not mouth, other end. (laughs) Um, Mouth to anus. Uh, That's um, looking at the health of that really gives us a great picture on how well your brain functions. Um, how well your thinking functions, okay? Remember your food and the metabolites of your food uh, and the microbiome and its health. That's the bugs that are in the gut, the intestinal microbiome, although they're all over the body, but in this case, I'm talking about gut health, are in an appropriate uh, balance and it's a healthy uh, microbiome. Think of it like a garden that you're cultivating, that you're feeding, And um, because if those things are not, if you've got food intolerances that you are um, not being mindful of, all of those things contribute not only to gut health, but overall health and most certainly brain health. The gut and the brain are the same tissues separated by a few feet. They use the same chemicals. They communicate via the vagus nerve. And it's the metabolites of your food that make the messengers between the gut and the brain. So think about that next time you're thinking about eating something crappy. And remember, 80-20 rule. So uh, no judgment, only love, because I'm not perfect in this case here. (laughs) So as long as you're eating well, doing proper nutrition 80% of the time, the other 20% is, is, um, is... is not going to be your demise, okay? Um, So next piece of the uh, brain health and wellness matrix is inflammation, uh, infections, and toxins, so what I call the insults. And it turns out that we most of us have all three of these things, whether we know it or not, inflammation, toxins, and infections. So Inflammation comes from stress, it comes from crappy food, it comes from hormones being out of balance, it comes from not, not great gut health, etc. But um, very, very, very common and essentially the root cause of all major chronic health issues is inflammation. So it really is something you want to pay attention to. Uh, toxins would be things like, you know, whether you've got clean skin care that you're using or your hand wash and your hand cream are um, clean, uh, non-toxic, whether you live in a home that has mold, whether you have um, experienced the neighbor's uh, spraying Roundup on his Oh, I have a neighbor that does that. Oh my God, I hope he's not listening to my podcast. Every time I see him out there, I'm thinking, oh brother, (laughs) what can you do, right? (laughs) So uh, toxins can come from so many places, from living next to a major highway, um, certainly our air health inside the home. Um, And then next is infections. And so infections is anything 
chronic like um, Epstein-Barr virus or herpes infections or oh my gosh there's so many um, mouth health is a really big important part of this because infections can lay in there in your mouth for a lot of long time and you're not even aware they're there so um, there's so many different factors involved in this one and it's a really technical module but it's more the kind of thing that you hand off to your to your experts, your healthcare providers. Okay, next piece is genetics. So looking and knowing what the risk factors are for certain um, health conditions, I guess. Uh, certainly Alzheimer's and dementia is a big one we wanna look at there because it turns out with most of these things, it's the lifestyle, the environment that turns on or off the genes. So you can acknowledge that you have an increased risk for dementia, but then that makes it even more important and I think easy for you to go, okay, I'm going to make a good choice now because it is going to mean the difference uh, in the long term. Cardiovascular health uh, is the next um, module, second to last module here of the wellness matrix. And Having a sense of how well your heart works, how well your lungs are oxygenating your blood, how well your breathing system is, because a lot of us do trauma and fear breathing, very common, extremely common. It's probably the most often discussed thing in my clinical practice is how uh, improperly and unwell people breathe doesn't sound quite right but there is a mechanism to it and um, it's really important to know that because it turns out your brain likes oxygen I mean really <laughs> shocking isn't it <laughs> okay and finally peace of mind and purpose which is what is your life's purpose at this point has it changed and can you give yourself permission to let it change and that's just fine it doesn't mean you're not going to be any uh, more a great mother or grandmother it just means you get to let it be about you and what you want in your life and because we're no longer at menopause um, susceptible to the the swings of uh, hormones things get a lot more stable they get a lot quieter and you get to listen to the whispers of your soul and i think that's really important that we know how to do that as well and with that comes peace of mind and frankly mental health uh for a lot of people is about these choices that we make with the brain health and wellness matrix and um you know depression isn't um a lack of an antidepressant i mean there's a reason why it's happening and we know that research has showed us that depression can be a side effect of inflammation. Isn't that fascinating? A side effect of inflammation. So how do you find the sources of the inflammation? How do you weed that out? It's, it's important to know. So, uh, all right, let's kind of um, bring this all together. Like I said, take a look at these eight components of the wellness matrix in your own life. And is there work to be done? And it doesn't have to be complicated. And it doesn't have to all happen at once because nobody needs more of a to-do list. But some gentle guidance, um, non-judgmental and loving guidance that says, hey, look over here. There's probably a couple of things you could tweak here. If I've done it, you can. <laughs> Engage the experts to help you feel your best rather than continuing on as you always have with mediocre results.
So there are health experts of all kinds, and there's any kind of flavor, whatever it is that suits you. If you would rather go see a medical doctor for hormone balancing, if you would rather go see your acupuncturist to help you sleep better, or your chiropractor to help you with your musculoskeletal pain, um, or your naturopath, your functional medicine uh, practitioner to help you take a look at what your adrenal glands are doing, then by all means do it. There's all kinds of options out there. But just make sure you're not out there by yourself going, oh, this sucks. How come this is terrible? What, what can I do? No, no, no. Don't do that. None of this suffering. Suffering is optional. <laughs> Get some tough love from behind the mic today. You get to uh, engage your experts. You really do. So we can make the choice to experience a better life right now. What are the parts you're dissatisfied with and who could you learn from? Learn more about the eight components of the brain health matrix. It is what I teach in my flagship program, which is Brain Health Master Course for Women. Um, We are currently in an enrollment now as of uh, the beginning of March and uh, classes will be starting later this month and you get me along the road and I just want to say that brain health is hormonal health. So if there's some of you out there going, well, what the hell does perimenopause and all those symptoms have to do with my brain? Well, (laughs) the brain commands the hormones, right? So uh, if your hormonal health is not great, that likely means your brain health could use some work too. And uh, as uh, Lisa Moscone says, women's health is brain health. And brain health is women's health. So this is an important topic, and it's one that has been, uh, I think, wholly dismissed or not brought up uh, as much as it could have been. So not on my watch. That stops now. So I have created this program that really was born for me in a time where I was experiencing massive amounts of stress and feeling like my brain wasn't connected to my mouth feeling all of those perimenopausal symptoms, whether it was brain fog or sleeplessness or, um, oh my God, there's so many. Feeling like I was losing my mind. Like one minute being like, oh my God, life is amazing. And the next being like, oh my God. (laughs) Like bring in the clowns. Like where is this coming from? Pass the wine. (laughs) I mean, who hasn't experienced a time like that? And so for me, that was my choice at that point was to go, wait a minute, I have the expertise and the connections and the ability to figure this out for myself. And so I did. And I also have a family history of Alzheimer's and dementia. And so I take that risk seriously. And I taught myself how to mitigate those risks. And all of this, all of the matrix is what I teach in the Brain Health Master Course for Women. So if you are experiencing uh, brain fog or memory issues or insomnia or dissatisfaction in your life or p- potentially heart health issues, please make sure you're seeing your allopathic medicine uh, physician for that. Um, or if you are just lacking purpose, or maybe you're feeling like, okay, I was exposed to something in my environment a couple years ago, and I've just not been the same since. 
All of these things I explain and tell you how I've gone about correcting them. It's the same information I share with my patients and have for years. And it's just helped me and helped a lot of people. So if this is ringing a bell for you, please go to the link that's in the show notes. Um, And uh, I have free videos from the course that I'm sharing right now just to give you a sample of what it's like inside the course. And I only do enrollment once a year. So uh, this is it. This is your time to go. So um, again, take a look at the show notes. If you don't have access to the show notes, you can go to my website, drlovely.com. And under the offerings page, you'll be able to see the link to sign up for the freebies or get more information about the course. So anyways, it is always a pleasure to have your ear. Uh, Please join me on this journey to a better way to brain and overall health for women. And remember, you get to make the choices and choose health, choose happiness, and choose that the best is indeed yet to come. So until next time, take care of yourself and of each other. Bye for now. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your healthcare provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.